It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Lockdown Sports Atlanta on this Tuesday. Have the Falcons found their next dynamic duo? Do the Braves need to make any additions or they just need the guys they have to try to perform a little bit better? And is anybody besides Trey Young worth keeping on this roster? That and more. It's a busy day on a Tuesday. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Lockdown Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Thanking you so much for being a part of the show today. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser. Search us, find us, subscribe. Give us a review. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about the show. I always read through all the comments, so thanks so much for being a part of the ever-growing community. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. You know, when it comes to the NFL, I have always been a big fan of, of really good secondaries. I always love when you've got, especially in the old days of a couple of corners and a couple of safeties, I always love really good secondaries. You know, the the old Oakland Raiders, when they had Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes, you know, that group of guys, I mean, those are what always one of my favorite positional groupings. One of the things that made me a Falcons fan in the early nineties is when they had, Deion Sanders, Tim McIver at corner, and they had Scott Case and Brian Jordan at safety. Then you fast forward, you know, several years, a bunch of years, where you had Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal that really were anchors in the Falcons secondary and obviously were part of the Super Bowl team. And, uh, you know, well, we know how that ended. But anyway, um, I look now and I wonder if, Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins can't be that next dynamic duo for the Atlanta Hawks. So Bleacher Report did an article here recently talking about the best kept secret on every team. For the Atlanta Falcons, they picked safety Jalen Hawkins. And I'm going to read you what they had to say. In 2021, Jalen Hawkins took the field for 49% of the Falcons' defensive snaps, though he made enough plays on the ball to earn consideration for an expanded role in the upcoming season. The 2020 fourth rounder finished with 24 tackles, one for loss, three pass breakups, two INTs through 14 games, including four starts. Year after, uh, after a year of the Falcons with Deron Harmon ugh, and Eric Harris going in his 32, uh, age 32 campaign. Ugh. As a second rounder from the 2021 draft, Richie Grant has upside, but the Hawkins showcased more of his potential. Last year, Dean Pease sees a bright future for the upstart talent. Quote, I think we've got two young safeties who are going to now who are going to get their opportunity now this year. And I believe that. And look, Hawkins is a guy who had a reputation at Cal 
maybe play a little bit reckless at times. He would pick up some penalties. You know, he was definitely a, a really good on the ball safety. He was a guy that was very much a ball hawk, but played a little bit out of control and had to kind of fine tune that. You saw a little bit of that in his rookie year as well. Sometimes maybe being a little bit of, you know, out of control, but came into, you know, came into training camp last year with an opportunity to get some looks and get some playing time and really kind of flourished in camp and played well in the preseason to where, as we mentioned, you know, 49%, you know, of the snaps. And I know that's not a big number or what have you, but when you're trying to work in corners and safeties and things like that, we've talked before on the show that that's a tough position to just throw guys into. But I look at Richie Grant and his 23.5% of the snaps from last year and Hawkins with his 49% of the snaps. Look, they did what they had to do last year. Whether it was Fabian Moreau or Deron Harmon or Eric Harris, they just kind of got by. But let's be honest, those guys have zero upside. And, and when I say zero upside, I'm even being charitable in that. So I'm really looking forward to the idea of, okay, we've got Terrell and Hayward as our two outside corners. And I know it's a different league now, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But I understand it's a different league. But the idea of Grant and Hawkins now being their safety tandem. Now, again, in today's NFL, you have to have another corner or your safety's got to be good enough to play nickel to where he can cover and things like that. I think Richie Grant can do that. Richie Grant has showed in college, maybe not as much yet in the pros, but he certainly showed in college that he can both be a guy who comes up and supports on the run or be a guy that can handle covering pass catchers coming out of the backfield or coming out, you know, as wider series, he can handle both those roles. I'm really excited about the idea of what Dean Pease can do with these two guys. And we heard a lot about Dean Pease talking last year, just about the complexity of his playbook, right? You know, we heard, well, I've, I installed 30%, you know, leading up into week one, and then we had to scale it back another 5%. And, you know, by the midway point of the season, he's like, yeah, we're back up to like 35%, right? He's got all these complexities. Now, again, I'll let you figure out what all that is and why and, and everything else, you know, out there. But I think having a year in this system, I think if you look at this Falcon secondary, it has the chance to be a group that really grows. We talked last week about A.J. Terrell maybe being the best draft pick since Julio Jones, but the addition of Casey Hayward, the emergence of Grant and Hawkins, this to me feels like the group that if we're going to see a group of guys get from one level really up to a next level, it might be the secondary. And I think that's going to be, look, I'm, I'm not worried about A.J. Terrell. I know what Terrell is. I'm really not worried about Casey Hayward, but the safety play. You know, that was a key component in the Falcons defense with Dan Quinn. And I understand it's a different style of defense. And, you know, Canley was a first round pick. And, you know, I've always said that if you if you looked up the definition of a Dan Quinn player in a Wikipedia or dictionary, you'd see a picture of Ricardo Allen's face on there. He wasn't drafted by Dan Quinn's regime. That was a Mike Smith pick, but he fit the mold of exactly what Dan wanted, being that captain on the field, calling the plays and obviously running that secondary. And then Neil was a guy who, you know, before the injuries, he could run, he could hit, he could cover a little bit, had to work on his pass coverage and things like that. But I'm excited to see the upside that Grant and Hawkins can bring this year. And if we're talking about that next dynamic duo, 
you know, like I said, I remember it was Scott Case and Brian Jordan, and those guys were different style players, but I fell in love with that secondary group that the Falcons had. I feel like I'm about to fall in love again with this grouping, and I'm hoping that Hawkins and Grant, because to me, you know, look, Falcons have been one of the worst pass uh, defenses in, in the entirety of the NFL. The number one thing they have to do to fix that is they have to sack the quarterback more. It's not about cornerback play, safety play, things like that. The number one way you're going to improve your pass defense is put the quarterback on the ground because third and five versus third and 15 is two totally different things in the NFL. And having the ability to change up down and distance completely throws offenses off and you make life more difficult than obviously, you know, putting the quarterback on the ground and losing. I mean, we don't have to explain all that, right? We got all that and understand all that. But after sacking the quarterback, the idea of having defensive backs that can cover, having safeties that can come up and support in the run or have enough ball hawk abilities to be able to cover, play on the ball, make some turnovers, because that's another thing that we really haven't spent much time on with the Falcons is just creating more turnovers, you know, putting taking and and putting, you know, so often our offense would put our defense in some bad situations because of some turnovers, just inopportune times with turnovers. Turnovers are such a big thing in the NFL. It just, it can be a complete game changer in the league if you can find a way to get more turnovers. And I like the idea of Hawkins and Grant being able to be a couple of guys that can do that. So I'm excited. I'm hoping this is our next dynamic duo back there. And I think there's a lot of expectations this year. And I think they've got the right guy in Dean Pease to coach him up. Let's just see if they can deliver. All right, when we come back, uh, do the Braves need any roster changes? Or is it just they need the guys they have to start producing a little bit more? We'll talk some Braves up next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery and Locked on Sports Atlanta. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Some comments as well. Read through all of those. Thanks so much for being a, a part of the community. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. For those not on the YouTube channel, see this behind me? This feels like, in one way, it wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it's a million years ago. And for those that can't see and are listening on a podcast platform, I have a picture behind me that cover of the AJC with the Braves as the champs and winning the World Series. Um, and obviously, as we continue to celebrate that moment, but right now, the Braves are just floundering. And it's getting really frustrating. 19-23 and 23, right now on the season – Two bad innings yesterday in the game against Philadelphia. Um, Tucker Davidson didn't pitch nearly as well as he did in his first start as the fifth starter, and the Braves couldn't muster enough ball. They, before you blink, they, they were down 7 nothing in that game. Cut it down a little bit, but still just couldn't do anything. Oh, and the Mets won. They won 13-3. to They're not losing any series right now. And so the lead's nine games right now. Now, we've talked a lot about the Braves' offensive struggles and just – 
going through the list. You know, it's Demerit at 217 and Duvall at 193 and 232 for Ozuna and 231 for Riley and 236 for Dansby and 240 for Ozzy Albies and 244 for Matt Olson. You know, the only guy that's above, you know, two, I mean, right now Ronnie's at 274 with a 400 on base percentage. That leads your team. And look, I understand it's not so much about batting average and production. You know, that's more important in everything. But do the Braves need to make any changes already? I don't think so. Uh, my thought is you got to just get the guys that you have to start producing. I, You know, I've heard people talking about Michael Harris and bringing him up and infusing him in. Maybe Drew Waters to infuse him in or things like that. Maybe you go find another piece or whatever like that. Maybe you don't wait you know, like you did, you know, because, you know, you, you, you could use some outfield defensive help and maybe you need an extra guy to be able to sit Duvall because he's struggling mightily with the bat. Maybe it'd be a good thing to rest Duvall a little bit. I'm not sure Duvall's a 155 game player right now, but you don't have a lot of choices in center field. I don't buy any of that. I mean, I don't think the problem is, is that they don't have the right guys. I think what you're seeing is, there's maybe a little bit of a reality check that a lot of folks performed way up here last year. And the reality may be more of you have guys that are somewhere in that middle tier. You know, if you think about Marcelo Zuna, th this was my big fear about uh, the extent they, they needed to do it. It didn't cost them very much money. He's not killing your payroll or anything like that. He's not $30 million player. It's just the idea of, He's a guy that had some beat up, bang up factor, had pretty, had two pretty mediocre years in St. Louis. Yeah, you know, he hit home runs out of the ballpark, didn't drive in a ton of runs, didn't score a ton of runs, didn't hit for a lot of average, didn't have a great on base. And I understand we got kind of suckered in by the 2020 pandemic season. He's leading the league in homers and RBI, and he's hitting 330. And okay, well, we got this guy's a steal. Okay, it's probably really not that player. Adam Duvall, you know, is a guy that probably played out over his skis last year and leading the league in RBI. Don't think anybody saw that coming. You know, he had a big power infused year. He's always got lots of power. But again, as I said, four years ago, he was a 195 hitter in the league. So, you know, let, let's before I make this next point, let's talk about Austin Riley. Maybe the league caught up to Austin Riley a little bit. You know, that's the game of baseball. Austin Riley came up was red hot, couldn't get out, and then the league adjusted. Last year had a big season, one of the most consistent hitters all the way through, and you thought he was on the fast track, and then it sort of has dissipated this year, and he really can't get a lot of things going. He's got some power, and he's driving in some runs, but it's certainly not, you know, when you're a guy that hit, whatever, 310, 312, whatever it was last year, and you're 80 points off that this year, and your on base isn't there, you know, last year had a really good on base percentage this year. He's only at 313 on base percentage. And I think that's part of why Snicker hit him at the three spot was the idea of, okay, he's my best, maybe all around hitter. He can hit for average. He can hit for power. He can draw walks. We haven't seen that this year, but I don't think it's a matter of the Braves have to go in and start making changes. I don't think infusing, Michael Harris makes any sense. He's a double-A player right now. I don't know what you think Drew Waters is going to come in and do for you. Maybe he can spell Duvall a little bit where he can put him on the bench. But outside of that, that's not going to change the dynamic of your team. 
you know, they need the core of their guys that they are going to be in this for the long haul with Ozzy Riley, those guys, especially have to perform. Matt Olson has to get himself back on track. Do I think that they will? Yes. I, I, I don't think uh, Ozzy Albies is not going to go from being maybe the number one or two best offensive second baseman in baseball to being just some middle of the road player. I don't think Austin Rod is going to go from winning a silver slugger last year to he can't get out of his own way. I don't think the drop off in the gap between where they were last year and where I expect them to be this year is going to be that hard of a fall. Do I think Duvall and Ozuna are going to magically turn it on? No, no. I, I think you sort of get what you get with those two guys. I, I think that you caught some of their best moments over the last couple of years with those guys, but it doesn't mean that they can't be part of a productive lineup for you. You got to get your core guys that you're going to be here with for a whole bunch of years. That's Ronnie, Olsen, uh, Ozzy, and Riley. Like those four guys are the linchpin to your team. Those are the four guys that you know are going to be here for the next handful of years. And those guys have to start performing. So I don't think the Braves need to panic as far as finding another player, even in the starting rotation. You know, people are getting frustrated now because Tucker Davidson just didn't have a good start. You got to let some of these guys work through it. I understand the Braves are in win now, win the World Series now mode. And I get that. And I'm with you. But at the same time, we're talking about a fifth starter. The reason you need a fifth starter right now is because you're in the middle of a stretch or starting a stretch of 17 games in 17 days. So because you have all these games in a row with no off days, you are going to need that fifth starter because you're not going to have enough off days to be able to kind of tweak your rotation and things like that. And you've seen as the Braves started getting into having some off days here or there, Snicker tweaked his rotation, did he not? Changing it up a little bit to have this matchup against this team and this, that, and the other. You can do a little bit of that when you have a day off here and a day off there and a day off here and all that kind of stuff. But you're in a 17-game stretch right now. And you need that fifth starter. But I'm not going to just try to keep going out and spending money and putting capital in the guy just to find a guy to come in and be my fifth starter. You got to figure out if guys like Tucker Davidson can be part of the long-term solution. I think you've seen Kyle Wright looks like he's a guy that is going to be part of the long-term solution. And you have to start finding out in your system is Tucker Davidson, uh, you know, a major league caliber pitcher is, you know, Uskar Noah, a major league caliber pitcher, right? You have to find out about some of these guys that are in there. So I'm not for the Braves getting into making any moves right now. I think you just have to get the core of your team, especially the four guys of Ronnie, um, Riley, uh, Albies, and Matt Olson. You have to get those guys on track. Long way to go, but nine games out as we're hitting the end of May isn't a very good look right now for the world champs. All right, when we get back, is there anybody besides Trey Young that you legitimately want to keep for the Atlanta Hawks? We'll talk about that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's hitting hard here with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta, reminding you head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your browser, search us, find us, hit the subscribe button, be a part of the community, leave us some feedback as well about what we are talking about. And of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Boy, the uh, rumors and innuendo and all that good kind of stuff about what the Atlanta Hawks are going to do is cranking up Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Rudy Gobert, every name I've seen. I saw a trade yesterday with a uh, thigh bowl and Tobias Harris of the, uh, of the 76ers involved in a trade for John Collins. I saw one that said, Hey, the Sacramento queen uh, Kings, or as I call them, the Sacramento Queens, they should trade the number four pick and maybe they should make a deal with the Hawks for it. Why the hell the Hawks would want the number four pick in the draft is beyond me. I mean, I think we're kind of past all that, but nevertheless, Chris Kirshner, I know put out an article here recently in the athletic who covers the Atlanta Hawks. And he brought up the idea of, you know, Trey young is the only player that you would not move on from. He's your only untouchable piece at this point. So I asked this question, you know, are there any other untouchable pieces on the Atlanta Hawks? I think there are two guys that I won't say untouchable because almost nobody is untouchable. I, I don't believe that you can't trade a, a Hall of Fame player if you think you're going to upgrade your roster. But there are two guys that I'd like to see continue to be a part of this team. One is DeAndre Hunter. Now, when you start talking about Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, you hear that the Jazz may like DeAndre Hunter. Obviously, there are things to like about Hunter. He's not going to be very far away from he's going to get his new contract. Most people think it's going to be maybe 11 to $12 million. And that if you pay him more than that, maybe you're overpaying for him. But I still want to give DeAndre Hunter a chance. The number four pick in the draft a couple of years ago, a few years ago at this point. And obviously, he is your best defensive wing player. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Now, is he Scotty Pippen? No. Um, I know people like to think he's Scotty Pippen, but he's not quite there yet, you know, defensively. But he is. And look, he came out of college as the best defensive player coming into the draft. He was the defensive player of the year in college at Virginia when they won the national championship. He was a, a terrific, you know, defensive player. I just, I think the combination of where he plays and the idea of, getting his offense and defense together. You saw in that final game against the Miami Heat when he had to take over a big of all, bigger offensive role, he was outstanding. Now, I know we said the same thing. Well, no, you all said the same thing about Cam Reddish, about, oh, look, see what he's able to do. You know, he can build off this end. Okay, I wasn't sold on Cam Reddish, never was, and my producer Jarvis Davis will tell you about all the flack I got for that, but that's another discussion. We don't have to talk about how right I was about all that, but anyway, um, DeAndre Hunter is a guy that I very much does think I, I do think has upside to him. And I'd hate to give up on him right now as you hoping that he can turn the corner because this team needs defensive help. They need some star power. They need some offensive firepower. 
think Hunter can fill a few of those roles. And I think it's one of those situations where because his contract is not going to be real big, he's not ready to be some kind of max player or anything like that in his second deal. I think that teams like what he can bring without having to overpay him, right? If you're talking about $11, $12 million in the NFL or in the NBA, excuse me, with all due respect, that's chicken feet. You know, if I, if, if I have a guy who can be 16 points, seven boards, play outstanding defense, that's chicken feed, 11 or $12 million. You know, sometimes you have to pay 35, $40 million for one of those kinds of guys. So I think that's what makes teams covet him is just he, he hasn't fulfilled all of his potential and maybe he's about to turn that corner. So I would be hesitant for the Hawks to give up on him just yet. And the only other guy that that honestly, if you told me the Hawks got rid of, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but is Anyeka Okongwu. I don't know what his upside is. I don't I don't know how good of a player Okongwu can be. But in a worst case scenario, if you told me that he comes in to be my backup center, and obviously for right now he backs up Clint Capella, can Okongwu be a 75 game starter in the NBA and play 35, 37 minutes a night. I don't know. I mean, when guys, when you start doing that to guys, you get those guys exposed in a pretty quick manner. So I don't know if he's ready to be that or not, but I do like the energy. I do like some of the defensive presence. I do like some of the rebounding and low post play that he brings. And we definitely saw Okongu take a big step forward, especially from his rookie year, right? I mean, literally, he was nine minutes a night in his rookie year and just at times looked like he was lost. Now, he had some moments here or there where he looked pretty good, but we saw a lot more of that this coming, this past season. And if you're trying to keep Capella fresh, who is a guy that has some injury issues and obviously is a big guy, you know, it's hard at times keep him healthy. We saw the beginning of the season. We saw in the playoff run, right? He's one of those guys. Now, the playoff thing was a freakish thing where a guy fell into his knee and all that kind of stuff. But my point is, if you if you want a guy, if, if you want to kind of start to change up that minutes structure a little bit, I bring Capello's minutes down a little bit. I bring Okongu's minutes up a little bit. I could definitely see doing that. Well, obviously, if he's not here, that's going to make it difficult. And I think he gives you enough defensive presence, and I think he can give you enough low post play, and I think he can give you enough just, if nothing else, junk points. You know, can he offensive rebound, get a put back, an alley-oop here, you know, this, that, okay. You know, he could probably find enough ways to be efficient for you on the offensive and defensive end. So I'd hate to give him up this early on in his career. And I don't really care so much about where he was drafted. It's kind of no man's land, but it's just the idea of I don't I, I don't know how much longer I Clint Compella can give me real meaningful minutes. And I don't like the idea of having to go and sign a veteran big man to help back up Capella. I'd much rather keep my younger guy and let him grow and develop and, and honestly learn from a Clint Capella, who's a pretty good player in his own right, learn from a guy like that. So for me, yes, I'm on board with the idea of Trey Young being the untouchable piece. Although there I know I know people are there are people out there, believe it or not, and I've seen it on my Twitter page that you know disagree with the idea of Trey being untouchable. But 
Okay. Oh, I don't even get into all that. Uh, we ain't got enough time for it uh, to get into all that. But anyway, um, Trey is untouchable, but I would hate to see them give up on Hunter and Akongu just yet. If you told me Collins, Bogey, Gallinari, Capella, any mix and match of all of that, then, then you know, I'd feel pretty good, and I'm not so much concerned about that. The only way that I think I would move on from Akongu or from DeAndre Hunter is if I'm going to get a real true superstar. You know, if I'm going to get a real true superstar type of player, you have to you have to give to get right. And and I'm I'm not even sure like it would probably even have to be it probably have to be Donovan Mitchell as a starting point. How about that? Like you'd have to start with a Donovan Mitchell and go up from there. You know, Mitchell, maybe Bradley Beal somebody that that is going up toward up toward the top i'm not doing john wall or something like that i'm not doing even carl anthony towns i i would rather not give up one of my good young players offensive and defensive presence in something like that it's probably donovan mitchell bradley beal and upward if i have to do that in a package maybe i consider it but while the hawks are maybe not as worried about the NBA draft. And I would love for them to use their draft capital to try to make a deal or things like that. While they may not be as worried about it, I'd hate to give up on the guys that you've invested some of your time and energy and things into. And look, Hunter's got to be a guy that stays healthy, is more consistent, gets his offensive game upward, right? He's a guy that has to, he has to take that next step forward. I'm hoping that what we saw at the end of that Miami series is the DeAndre Hunter that brings it into this particular season. Not flame out like Cam Reddish did, where he had the big game against Milwaukee, came in and it just it didn't work out for Reddish. I'm hoping that Hunter is that guy who takes that next step forward, and I would hate to see them give up on him just yet. All right, we want to thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Of course, we thank you for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen. Don't forget, we want you to make uh, A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day. Mark is back here in Atlanta doing uh, podcasting, and he's obviously part of our community as well. You can find him on Locked On Sports Atlanta on your YouTube page. Head over there, subscribe to the YouTube channel. But Mark's got the opinions that you may not like, but you know you got to hear them. So you can find that free and available on YouTube free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms. And I'm asking you as well to follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. We will be back with you tomorrow on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.